Hello, welcome to the Grace Life Podcast. The message you're about to hear, if diligently applied, will absolutely change your life. We're praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, thereby allowing the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Now let's join the service already in progress with Pastor West. Glory to God. Uh Glory to God. God is good all the time. Listen to this and we'll let the children go. Children's Church says, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth be removed. (laughs) Did you hear that? Someone said, I got laid off. Uh, we won't fear if the earth is removed. <laughs> Can you imagine turning on Fox News and seeing that? Earth gone. <laughs> Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, through the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river. The streams whereof God shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. Because he is, she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdom were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. Do you know God's with you? Yeah, but do you know it? Do you know it theologically, or do do you know God's with you? If you feel alone, you don't have it. You're not alone. God's with you. The Lord of hosts is with you. The God of Jacob is your refuge. So come, come behold the works of the Lord. What, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He makes wars to cease until the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spirit asunder. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen and I will be exalted in the earth. Again, he says, last verse, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Now he said he's going to be exalted in the earth. We can get in on that right now. Father from earth, from earth, the family of God exalts you right from earth. We exalt and glorify, lift up thy, thy holy name and the, We bless you, glorify you, bless your name, bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We exalt your holy name. In Jesus, the name above every name. We magnify that name and give glory unto that name. (laughs) That at the name of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Everything is subject to that name. Sickness and disease and affliction, test and trial. You are subject to the name that is above every name. We speak that name to you and over you. And now bow to that name in Jesus' name. Succumb to that name in the mighty name of Jesus. Go 
because of that name. Ha ha ha. Ha Glory to God. The Lord of God's with us. He's with us. He's with us. He's here and he's with us. He's here and he's with us. God's here. God's here. Michael and Gabriel might be here. I don't know that, but I know God's here. I don't know if Gabriel's here. He's well known, but God's here. God's with you. God's in you. God walks the aisles. God knows the situation. God knows the score. God knows what's against you. God knows the plans the enemy's plotted against you. And he's here. He's here. He's here. John said of Jesus, the son of God was manifested for this purpose. He came to destroy the works of the devil. God's here. He's loosening. He's destroying. He's undoing. And he's restoring. God's here with you. But he's also working in your situation that's not in this building right now. He's working with those that you are concerned about that's not here right now. Who doesn't agree with you at the moment of, of the things of God. But he's working here and he's working there. The anointing knows no barrier. So we send that anointing, Father God. We send that to that individual, to that person, to that child, to that husband, to that wife, to that, to that family member. And we command Satan, loose them. Yes. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. Now we say to that person, we say to that person, come out of the darkness. Come out of the darkness. Come out of the darkness and come into the light. Come out of the darkness into the light. Into the light. Into the light. Stola. Is the same word God spoke last week. Satan, your time is up. Now they're loose and free. They're loose and they're free. You're loosed. And you're free. Some of you, it's about all you can do to, to not run because you want to. Some of you have never taken a Holy Ghost lap in your life. The Bible says, be preserved blameless, not be preserved. Uh, you ought to just run a little bit. You ought to run a little bit and let them know the devil that he ain't winning. Some of y'all missing the grand opportunity. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Glory. 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 Glory to God. Glory. 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 Uh, you, you need to release that word right there. Glory. 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 
I, I, I want you to see it as something that you're releasing. Jesus told the people around Lazarus' tomb, if you will believe me this moment, you're going to see the glory of God. Are you a believer? Do you believe? Do you believe? Are you believing? Glory! 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 Site ha ha. Bropo, site mahaha. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, 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 when are we going to get to the sermon? Shut, shut, shut your mind off. Shut your mind off. Quit, quit, quit trying to figure out stuff. What's God doing now? Are you cooperating with him now? Do you believe God sent me here? Do you believe God wants to pastor the church? Do you believe I heard from God? Do you think God was playing with you when he said he'd like to see you take a lap? And you, and you sit there and did nothing about it? And you're about half offended because I'm saying it again? Glory. 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 Well, you can either jump in or whatever. Hallelujah. Don't tell me you're waiting on a move of God, but you can't move in here. You're not waiting on a move of God. You know, there's some people sometimes they're in desperate situations. That was a good word about the tithe. Did you know? Did, did you notice that there was a meeting where Jesus was in the temple and they began to receive the offering, the tithe, and Jesus was looking for a place, and he found a place and he positioned himself purposely because he wanted to see what was coming in the plate. And he talked about a, an individual who did what? Who gave everything that she had because her need was great. And she violently threw in two little mites, which was equivalent to basically nothing. And there was people behind her that gave great amounts. And to them, he had not much to say. He said, they just threw something in out of their abundance. He said, but she threw with everything that she had, and it got his attention. That, Jesus was watching the offering. You know the, you know the difference is between tithe and tithing? Tithe is the amount, the percentage. Tithe means ten, tenth, right? Tithing is, is the heart. Tithing is the attitude in which you give the tithe. So if, you, if you're not tithing the tithe, you haven't tithed. Huh? If you haven't worshipped the Lord in spirit and truth, you haven't worshipped. If your worship doesn't move you, I don't suppose it moves him. Huh? Whatever he says to you, do it. Glory be to God. Well, let me be in, let me be in, uh, in agreement with those who, who, who decided they want to run for Jesus just a little bit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God.
You say is all that necessary? If he says it is. Answer me, answer me this question, then I'll answer you that one. What does filling the firkins full of water have to do with making wine? Ask someone who bottles and sells the stuff and say, is water the only ingredient? Then ferments it in seconds. And they say, this is the best stuff we've ever had. What was the key there? Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Wait, it didn't make sense. Shut your goofed up mind down. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Well, I'm, there you go again. Whatever he says, just do that. Whatever he says to do, just do that. I've been in services at times in different places, and, I, and it wasn't for me, but it, it was just sometimes God needs someone to use. I've shared it before. He said, during times of worship and praise, other times he said, would you take a lap for me? And I'm like, um, Sure. He said, these people, uh, th there needs to be a breaking loose in here. I want to do something, but they need someone to follow. He said, it's in many in their heart, but they won't step out and do it. But if you'll go, they'll follow. Right? And I said, well, sure, okay. I mean, there was nothing, whatever. And I'd already been worshiping all week. Happy. I didn't need something different that day. I didn't need something to happen. My happening had already happened all week. But I just said, okay, here we go. So I just took off. I said, left or right? He said, you choose. So I took off, and then the whole church just went, poof. And the pastor never ministered that day. Never ministered that day. Glory to God. Whatever he tells you to do, just, just do that. Just do that. Just do that. Just do that. You can be seated. And the children go to children's church. Reminds me of Brother Hagin. Uh, a number of years ago, he ministered to a lady. And she was on her deathbed, and he went there to go minister to her, and he got instructions, and he went to, the, he went to the, the head of the bed where the woman was. He started to lay hands on her, and the Lord said, don't lay hands on her. And he pulled back. He said, oh, okay. Then he, he stood there. Then he said, go to the foot of bed. Then he went to the foot of the bed, and then he said, speak these words. And he spoke those words, and she was raised up and healed from a deathbed instantly. Amen. Now watch here. Then out of that, out of that, here's what the Spirit of God said to him. Years before that, on two different occasions when he was pastoring, Brother Hagin was pastoring, he said during times of depression when he had guest ministers in, he said, this will sound irrelevant to you because it didn't mean nothing, but in those days this was a lot of money. There was one time the Lord told me to give $10 in the offering to the guest minister. Uh, he said that was his week salary. That was Brother Hagin's salary for a week, $10 as a pastor. That's hard to imagine, but, but during Depression days. So that was 25% of his monthly income. So he did. Another time, same instance, another, another, another minister came in. He says, give him twelve fifty because he's, he's on the field. He doesn't have any income. He has no way to get home. He hasn't told you that. His wife's expecting, uh, but he is going to be the pastor at so-and-so church. They're going to vote on him. He's actually going to be the pastor there, and this will get him from that place to this place. Give the 1250. He's there again. There's another week's out. This was months, months apart, two events. Now he's praying for this woman a year or two later. 
where he goes to the head, starts to lay hands on her. That's what we do, right? He says, don't do that. Go to the foot of the bed. Now say this. He said it, and she rose up, and she was instantly healed. Then the Lord said to him, if you hadn't done what I told you two years ago about that $10 and twelve fifty, I wouldn't be using you today. What? <laughs> huh? Can you see that? So whatever he tells us to do, just do it. The natural mind is the enemy of God. Hmm? Miracles are aborted by the mind. Glory to God. Okay, amen. We're glad that you're here this morning. Galatians chapter 3. Praise God. Verse 5 and forward. He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit and works miracles among you. Doeth he it, or you could say it, that's not how we would say it. Does he do it? How, how does he do it? He that ministers to you the Spirit and works miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Verse 6. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So Abraham's belief in what God told him declared him righteous by God. Verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. The scripture foreseeing ahead of time that God would justify the heathen through faith, not, not the keeping of the commandments of the law, right, but through faith. He preached before the gospel unto Abraham. In other words, he gave Abraham a preview way before Christ ever came. Saying, Abraham, in you shall all nations be blessed. Say, so what does that got to do with us? Next verse. So then they which be of faith are blessed with Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law, they're under the curse. For it's, for it's written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, for it is evident that just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith. But the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. The, the law is really in three parts. Spiritual death, poverty, sickness, disease was the curse of not keeping the prescribed law. The, the Ten Commandments as it were. The law that was handed from God to an angel to Moses. So he said, you're not under that law. And Christ hath redeemed you from the curse of the law. Watch here. <clears throat> For it is written, Cursed everyone that hung on a tree. That's Christ, obviously. Why? That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. How? Through faith. We receive the promise of the Spirit. We receive the blessing of Abraham. 
by the spirit of faith. So in this passage, we learn that God, who works miracles by the Spirit, you see, is the same way as He does it in salvation. You know, when, when, when we're ministering to, to people who we know are lost, or we're out ministering to people, we should never forget what has been done for us in the atonement of Christ. We should know what belongs to us in the atonement. Thank God for salvation. It's the greatest thing and the greatest miracle that ever come to pass. If, if you have the, the, the blind to see and the deaf to hear and the lame to walk and they're never, they're never saved, well, that's, that's, that's an earthly blessing for a small time. What good would it be to have that miracle and die to go to hell for eternity? In the atonement, in Isaiah 53, says, Surely he hath borne our, our, our sorrows and carried our pains. It says he was smitten of God. He bore our pain. He bore our sickness. He bore our diseases. He, he bore our griefs. He went into the emotional realm. He took it all upon him. He took the wrath and the penalty and the punishment as if he had sinned and done, but he had not sinned. So he, he bore not just our, our sin, but he bore our sickness and our disease. So we, when we present the gospel, we should present the gospel on both sides because it, it absolutely is, is the dual provision of God and his word. That when we say Jesus Christ has died for your sin and if you put your faith in him and you trust in him and you believe in him, he'll become your savior and he will be your Lord of your life. At the same time said, but the same Lord who forgave you your sin also died for all your sickness and disease and the pains in your life. So when you receive him at the very same moment, you can receive life into your body, health into your body, strength into your body, life into, your, into the financial realm, into your into your financial affairs of life and get a dual provision at the same time. Yeah. And how did he do it? How did he work miracles among them? He did it by what he spoke and by what they heard. He could have chosen any number of ways. But the way he chooses, the way God chooses, the way God works, the way that God continues to work is the just shall live by faith. He does it this way. First, God makes a promise. That he waits for a hearer. And anywhere he can find a hearer who puts faith in the promise, he then brings the fulfillment of that promise. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And the just shall live, not have an experience. Not go from experience to experience. The just shall live in this manner. Abraham was blessed with the preview of the gospel and he heard it and he believed it and God declared him to be righteous. So he says here, those who do what Abraham did, those who believe what Abraham uh, believed, they shall be blessed with him. They shall be righteous in him. You're in the family of, as, as a Christian, as a believer, you're in the family of believers. Amen. We are the family of God. I don't really need to encourage you to believe because you're born again. Believe is in you. That's in you. The, the easiest thing for you to do is believe. It takes more effort for a believer to doubt than it does believe because you're already a believer. Paul never gave any admonition in the epistles. You see it in the gospels because they weren't saved. They weren't born again. They wasn't the church. But Paul never gave an admonition to a believer to believe. 
only to act upon their belief. Faith without works is dead. Once you believe, put action to it, and then you begin to see the manifestation, begin to think, the thing of the thing begin to work out. Amen. So never do you see Paul say, if you had faith, you would believe, as Jesus said to, to, to a heathen. But you're not a heathen. You're a child of God. You'll never find that. Nowhere. Some say, well, that's just hard to believe. Well, there you go. You're going to have to read the Bible to find out. Sorry. No. You, every time he just said, believe. Believe. And you'll see. So, even to his disciples, they said, well, what do we, what do, we do? We see, this, we see the signs and the wonders and the miracles that you're doing and you're trained us. Tell us what we need to do to do the very works of God that you're doing. And they got their pens and their pads and their papers out and they're getting to write this, write this whole essay out. And Jesus said, you ready? You ready? Ready? They said, yeah. They said, believe. Amen. Just believe. Amen. Just believe God. Amen. Did you know that you could have anything that you believe for? That's actually, it didn't come out that way, but that is a prophetical word. He that believeth hath, Jesus said. You can have anything that you believe for in this word. If you're in a wheelchair for life, you can come out. Because I got evidence. Now faith is the what? It's the evidence. It's the proof. It's the conviction. It's the assurance. It's the title deed. Of which I live by that says God said, and therefore if God said, then that's what God meant. And if I put faith in that promise and I come into the place called rest by mixing my, my faith with what God said. Hebrews 4 said they didn't enter in because they simply would not mix faith with what was being said. I hope you brought your mixer today. I hope you're ready to mix today. I'm hoping you're ready to put something as the recipe goes in to stir it up on the inside of you. Some of you let it settle to the bottom because of life and situations, circumstances. And you need to be here. You need to be here. You need to hear what the Spirit of God is going to say to you today. Because you might have just barely got in here. You might have been dragging. But if you listen, not because of me, because of the Spirit, He'll lift you to a higher place. God is with us. God is here. He will raise you up. The way to go high with God is to go low. And when you go low, He will exalt you. In due season, we're casting our care upon him. Why? You were not designed by the God Almighty to handle cares. You are a caster. I am not the performer. I am the believer. I believe it. Why? Because God said it. And that settles the whole thing. Actually, it settles it without my believing it. Because it's still true, but if it's going to be true in my life, it's God said it, I believe it, that settles it. But how's it going to work? No, no, that's not the equation. That's not what we put it. That's, uh, quit putting that in the recipe. That's why it tastes that way. Yeah, but that's the problem. Your butt. Get your butt out of the recipe. God said it, I believe it. Settled. Settled. When Jesus spoke to the fig tree, he wasn't practicing faith. He was commanding. You're not producing. You're not doing what you should be doing. Therefore, there's no need for you to hang around and exist. Die. And he walked off. He wasn't looking over his shoulder to see if anything was happening. 
The next day, they saw the result of that. Peter said, look, master, the tree which you cursed is withered away. Jesus said, well, of course, have faith in God. Have what? Faith in God. Now, no man has ever seen God. But you believe he exists. But no man's ever seen him. Jesus told the disciples, some saw him, Thomas did see him. And Thomas said, look, y'all say this, whatever. But unless I see, unless I touch, unless I put my hands in the print of where the, the nails was, I ain't believing. When he said that, Jesus walked through the walls. Through the wall. He didn't go, please let me in. He walked through the wall. That would stir someone. <laughs> it would me, would, it, would you? I mean, walk through the wall. I'm thinking, how did you get past them two befores on 16-inch centers and you went through that electrical conduit? I mean, how did you do it? He, he walked through. He walked through. You got a wall up in your life? He, Jesus is ready to walk through. Amen. You got walls erected? He can walk right through those walls. Amen. The enemy is trying to stop the blessing of God into your life and your family. Jesus is ready to walk right through. Amen. The wall's so big, it doesn't matter how big the walls is. See, when God gives a promise, he's not, he's not putting natural things into it. Natural things is not the barrier that stops God. Right. When God gave a promise to Jericho, he took, he, he took uh, Joshua out there and he says, See the city I have given unto you. But you understand in the, in the way of time thinking, in the way that we think, at that time uh, they were not, it was fortified. Right. And it was occupied. But God was speaking of future events as if now, because now faith is. And he says, look, I've given you that city. Then he gives him instructions. Remember the instructions. He goes there and tells him to go around the city so many times and don't say and don't speak and go around so many times. And on the seventh time around, then you are to blow the ram's horn. How many ever worked in construction, tore something down? Would that be the recipe to tear a fortified wall down with a ram's horn? Huh? No, it's not. But whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Amen. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. So they went around quietly. I suppose all type, uh, they were quiet, but I'm not too sure their minds were quiet. You ever, been, you, you ever knew to be quiet because you understood the power of the spoken word, but your mind was not quite quiet. Your mind was busy. It's just one thing. It's a little harder to shut the mind down. But it's possible to do that. And you need to do that because the, James says the tongue it, 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 it's so a, a small member, but it, I, it can be deadly. It can set the whole world on fire. So thoughts are coming and they're going around, they're going around and they're going around. And on that last time they blew it and the walls crumbled and they fell just like God said. Why? Because they were listening to God and they were looking at the promise and they mixed faith with what God said and they believed what God said and then they acted on their faith and the walls fell to the ground. Amen. So God's way of doing things is this. Number one, he makes promises and then fulfills them wherever they produce faith. That's the way it was with Abraham. We know we won't go there, but from Romans uh, 4, 19, it said he had received the promise of a child. We know he's 100 years old. We know Sarah's 90. It says he considered not his own body. A promise of a child, you're 100 years old, your wife's 90, and you don't consider that as credible information to not have a child. 
He knew it, but he just wouldn't consider it. Or the fact of his age, or the fact of her age, and, and now he understands, because he, he understands that Sarah was barren, that she was never having children. She had never been able to have children, not just because of age now, she'd always been barren. So he knows he's 100, he knows she's 90, he knows that she's barren, and uh, he considers none of this is a valid reason to not believe God. You ever thought about that? He considered not. What are you considering? What have you considered? What have you considered about what's going on in your life? What have you give your thought life to? What have you spoken out of your frustrations because you have considered? All these are natural facts. According to nature that made the birth of Isaac, which name is laughter, impossible. Just any of them. Any of them. He 100, she 90, she barren, no way, Jose, impossible. And, you know, they would, they would ask Abraham about this, and they said, well, you know your age, and you know your wife's age, and you know she's always been barren. I mean, what do you think about that? He said, yeah, I, I took all that in and weighed it. He says, I, I just don't consider it means nothing. But, but the doctor said this, and it's been this way for five years now. And the x-ray says this. And you know you're getting older anyway. You say, well, that's different. Oh, is it different? Is it, is it different? Oh, yeah, but it would take a creative miracle. That would be a hard one for God. Oh, a creative miracle. You know, when he, he created the earth, you know, and then had to sit down and rest because he's wore out. He could have done it one day. He could have done it an hour. And he rested. Not because he was tired. He was finished. Huh? It, it, it's the same thing. So he that works miracles among you, does he do it by what you're doing or by what you're hearing and believing? You want to get faith, you want to get faith working? You, you, you want to get this situation turned around in your life, your family, whatever? Get to looking at this. Find some scriptures that cover your case. You're saying, well, I, I have to do some homework. Yeah, you will. Do, do some homework. Find some scriptures that cover your case. Some say, well, I think I just know some. Does, doesn't work. Let your eyes see them. Attend to my word, he said. Incline your ear to my saying. Look at the promise of God. Look at it and look at it and look at it. And look at it and look at it. Then there'll be a time where you'll be ready to speak it out. Faith comes by hearing. Faith must be released through the spoken word of God. You can't release what you have not meditated on. Well, I don't like to read. We'll suffer then. I get tired of hearing that excuse. Well, I don't like to read. Well, stay in Ned the reader. Huh? You, you, you realize the whole earth is going to pass away one day except for this? You, you understand that we're going to read in heaven? <laughs> I can just see people telling the Lord one day, he said, you bring your Bible with you? No, I don't like to read. I don't know if there's any trap doors up there. Whatever. <laughs> well, they're not reading down there. <laughs> That's not in the Bible, is it? 
So he knew his age, he knew Sarah's age, he knew her barrenness, but he chose to believe God. Go to Numbers uh, chapter 21. That'll be in the Old Testament. Numbers 21. Hallelujah. Come on, stir yourself a little bit. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I thought about this yesterday because, you know, people, when they get a lot of times they write checks. I guess we could just write your check account number down. Then if we were so inclined, Lord told us to, or we were so inclined, we could just put $10,000 in there. Y'all be okay with that? Okay. Just check and make sure. Now listen, so if I took your checking number and I deposited $10,000 in there, do you actually see the money? But if I deposit it's in there? Well, what would you do if I, if I put 10000 in your account? You'd start what? Using it? Spending it? Right? Because of what's been deposited. The Lord's ready to use what he's deposited. He got your number. He already put in. He's ready for his investment to pay off. That's a whole nother series right there. But anyway. Uh, okay, Numbers 21. Y'all ready? Uh, let's read verse uh, 5. And the people spoke against God. Imagine that. And against Moses. People speak against preachers. I can hardly believe that. Where have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, there is neither any water. And they're so loath this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people. And much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you, Moses. Pray unto the Lord that he'll take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make you a fiery serpent, and set it on a pole, and it shall come to pass. Everyone when it's bitten, when you look upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole, and it came to pass that if a, if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Now, verse uh, 9 says it this way. Moses and Amplified said, Moses made a serpent of bronze, put it on a pole, and if a serpent had bitten any man. Now, you understand there's still serpents around while they're doing this. You know what a serpent, a snake, of course, right? We're, we're talking several snakes. How many of y'all don't really like snakes? Not at all, right? Made a serpent of bronze, put it on a pole, and if the serpent had bitten any man, when he looked at the serpent of bronze, Amplify said, attentively and expectantly, with a steady and absorbent gaze, he lived. The promise of God is if you, in this situation, he told, he gave a commandment to Moses, this was going to be a type and shadow of the Christ to come that was going to be upon the cross. But when you'll look at that cross, when you'll look at that serpent, when you'll look at it with expectation. Now, you, you understand they had to be fixed. You do realize there's snakes all around. So he's saying while you're looking at the serpent, the bronze serpent on the pole with a, a steady and absorbing gaze, while the snake is crawling up your leg,
This is maybe where Holy Ghost dancing got started. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Sometimes we just read scriptures, but we don't really think about it. There's snakes everywhere. People are dying everywhere. This is not one snake, right? I don't know if it's dozens, hundreds, thousands. But you had to be still and put all your focus and all your attention and consider not. In 1990, the doctor said to, to the family, he said, your dad has this situation. He's just waited too long. There's nothing we can do. He has maybe 24 hours. And I asked the Lord in my infancy of everything. Matter of fact, when I say I, I've been in a word church for six months, I know all I know is some things about the power of the tongue. But I'm still going to the index when he says turn to whatever to find out where that is. Matthew and everything. Even though I was raised in church. So I'm, I said, does, I asked the Lord, does, does he have to die? He said, do you believe me? And I said, I do. And I was given some scriptures and I went to those scriptures and I, I kept them in front of my eyes. And I just looked at them, and they become life to me. They become life to me. They, 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 they no longer was a scripture that was in a book that was printed through a printing company. I've worked in a printing company, so I can get the, I can see what it looks like to print this book. I know how the binding works and how it's put together. I bought the glue and the stitches. I know the, I can see the machine that does this book. It wasn't the natural stuff. It was, do you believe the words in front of you that I spoke them and that I will make my word good? And based on that, the basis of your faith is, do I believe what God said to me? Here, here's a small definition of faith. Uh, well, here's two of them. T.O. Osmer said it this way. He said, faith is no more than expecting God to do what he said in his word he'll do. But here's the place how you'll always know if you're in a place of faith or not. Because Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it, which is the word receive is the word take. Believe that when you prayed that you took it. Believe God heard the prayer and you took the answer. That was the exchange. I believe God. I, I, I received it. I, I, I took it. I took my answer. He heard my prayer. I took it. And Jesus said, I will have this. I will have the manifestation of it. So faith at the end of the situation is this. I got it. I got it. And if you're not the place of, I got it, then you're not at the, you're not at the place of receiving. When you're still considering I've had people close to me do crazy things that putting their life in jeopardy. I'm thinking, wow. And the enemy just harassing your mind all the time. You'll hear a knock on the door. You think that's a fun place to live? You don't, you don't think that's tormenting? 
But you've got to settle that issue. And what I told the enemy was, here's, you know, the enemy is always wanting to talk to us. Why don't you talk to him? Why don't you just tell him, you got authority over him. Why don't you say, I bind you to that chair, Satan. Sit, sit up, sit down, and shut up. Take a lot. Sit down. Because he's always want to talk to you about your, your life and your future. We just talk to him about his. And we, we go way over here, down by the book of maps. And we see this one angel. Somebody say one. One angel. Not a million. One. One coming with one chain. One angel, one chain. To get rid of this beast. And then I just read him his future. And all of a sudden, what he says to me gets real quiet. And I say, now, devil, I, do you know how long eternity is? <laughs> no, it's going to be long after that. It's going to be long after that. And after 10 trillion years, you won't even be getting started. So you want to know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? Huh? It, it, the question ain't, what are we going to do about this? The question is, what are you going to do? Because this is your future. But what I'm going to do is, I'm going to believe God. I said, I'm going to believe God by, by, by believing the promise of the Word of God. Jesus said, if you do that and you settle it, He says, you got it. I mean, it's literally like standing on the Word. Here's the Word. No disrespect to the Word. This is the book. The book's not holy. The Word's is. It's like standing on the Word. You know what's between me and the devil? Under my feet? The Word. The promise. The fulfillment. Is between me and the enemy. He's under my feet. He's under my feet because of the Word. The has from my head to my feet. So before it gets to me, get to the word. It's the word. It's the word. What if there wasn't a prophetical gift? What if God did speak to you by a prophet? Oh, you'd be forced to believe the, the word. Right? God's way of doing things is first he makes a promise. Then he waits for a hearer. Then he waits for a listener. He waits for someone to mix faith with it. And then he says, fulfill that promise. Amen. That's righteousness. Amen. Hmm. That's where grace and faith come and they work together. Amen. Faith can do nothing if grace hasn't already foreordained and supplied that need. Amen. By grace, you were saved through faith. Grace fully supplied what you have need of. I see that. I, I, I receive that by faith. And by faith, I put, I put my faith in the faith of God, in the promise of God, in the word of God. And I receive what God supplied to me by grace and say, it's mine. I got it. It's mine. I got it. They say there's no cure for this. I found the cure. They say they got something experimental drugs I could take. I don't need to experiment. I found the real deal. This works 100% of the time for 100% of the people who believe it 100%. I believe 100%. I'm a 100%. I'm a 100%. 
I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. Huh? Do you believe God? Ha <laughs> ha. People who believe God, they just laugh at the devil. Well, we got two believers here today. Glory to God. But we got just a few more minutes to get a few more. So here the snakes are crawling up on them. He said, but don't, but, but don't look at the snakes. You know, when my wife sees a lizard, she wants us to put a for sale sign in the yard. She's like, <laughs> I'm not really, that's, that's almost serious. <laughs> not that I like them or spiders, but I mean, you know, I could just see. She'd do it. She's a believer. But it, it, I'm telling you, for her to have snakes around me, forget her me. I've killed them any snake they told me was the good snake. They said, now that snake don't hurt nothing. I said, I know he don't now. <laughs> I killed him DRT, dead right there. <laughs> so I know he don't, he don't hurt nothing anymore. <laughs> you know, I ain't having no, uh, no uh, uh, communication state. Are, are you one of them hurting kind? <laughs> I killed one out here uh, a year or two ago. And I, I come at it with something, and I, I didn't know a snake could go so fast. He'd come after me like something crazy. <clears throat> you know, just because I had a shovel at his head. But, I mean, it, it, it came out. It was under the lip of the sheet metal. It was trying to go all the way down. But when I drove up, it was at the front doors, trying to get its way up to the handle on the doors. I said, you idiot. Trying to get into the church. That Wednesday, for whatever reason, we didn't have church. I said, took one day off, and the devil wants to come in, up in the house. So it went under the, the bottom of the sheet metal, you know, where the sidewalk is, and I was digging it out. Actually, I didn't have a shovel because I was just up here. I went over and parked that ain't mine over, and I found an old bed rail. Can't you see me out here with a bed rail? Trying to, and I was trying to dig him out, and boy, he come after me like whatever, and I killed him, and later on someone looked at it and said, oh, that, that, that ain't a bad snake. He don't hurt nothing. I said, yeah, I, I know he don't now. So, <clears throat> but, but you had to give a steady and absorbing gaze at that serpent on the pole, which was the type of Christ to come. Yeah. What's got your attention? What are you considering? Is your eyes on the promise? You can have what you say. You can have what you believe. Yeah, but they got a will. Yeah, I know they got a will. But God can work things in their life till it looks good go here. I got a lot of experiences about that. I'll tell you after the service, you're going to know something. <laughs> right? I mean, not, they got a will, but he can maneuver things. How do you know? Ask Jonah. Jonah had a will. How do you know Jonah had a will? God said, go to the and preach. He said, I ain't doing it. He said, do what, boy? He said, I, I don't want to go over there because if I go over there, I know how you are. You're good to people. And I don't like them folks. And I ain't preached to them because you're going to forgive them. And I don't want to forgive them. I ain't going there. He said, okay. So Jonah went and got in the boat. Stupidest thing you could do. Went and got in a boat. Immediately a storm comes up. Shazam, wonder how that happened. What happens? A, a huge storm. Well, Jonah knows enough about the things of God. He, he says, uh, the, the storm's because of me. It had nothing to do with y'all. He said, look, I'm the problem. He, this is the scripture. If you want to look it up, he says, just throw me overboard. I ain't so sure I'd have said that. <laughs> he, said, 
<laughs> he said, throw me overboard. So I'm going to give the man a little credit right there. Right? He says, throw, throw me overboard and y'all be okay. And uh, they didn't vote on it. They just threw him as soon as he said it. <laughs> they said, if it stops this, you go on, baby. <laughs> they threw him, the storm subsided. As soon as he hit the water, a great fish swallowed him. So I'm saying, I don't really believe that story. <clears throat> well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to whoever does. You know, it's like that thing you hear people talking about. They say, well, you know, we went down to where the Red Sea is. The Red Sea is not really what they say it is, and it really wasn't possible. It was more like an allegory. God was trying to teach something there that the Red Sea wasn't that deep. Oh, that the deepest part, it's only six inches deep. It never was. God never really had to separate it. That was to teach as an allegory. So what do you have to say about that? Well, I said, man, I just thought it was the greatest miracle ever was, but now it's even better. How God, how God killed all those Egyptians in six inches of water. That's amazing. <laughs> Stuck their head in the mud and said, eat mud. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> now, I don't know which way the best way to die was by drowning or be a mud sucker. I don't know which one. <laughs> I just believe God. So Jonah's out in the water. You know, he's, he's doing his thing. And the fish swallows him. He's in the fish's belly for three days and three nights. I, I, I can't even get an idea what that would be like. Have you ever been inside of anybody's belly? <laughs> no. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. See that? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I just came to that same time I said it. <laughs> so I, usually I have advantage from studying and thinking it, but that, that actually came right in. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. That's pretty good. <laughs> right? So you, he was in there three days and three nights. But here's what he knew. He knew that God's merciful. He knew, he knew there was time for the mercy of God. So what did he do? You know, we know from Hebrews 4.16 that we, you and I are invited to come to the throne of grace. It, it, grace means several things, but one thing it means is unmerited favor. You, 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 you don't merit this, but come on. I'm going to help you. You need help. I, I'm going to help you. Come to the throne of grace and come boldly. Come boldly. But I missed it. Yeah, I know. Come boldly. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, but Jesus didn't. Come on boldly. Yeah, but my sins. Yeah, I know Jesus paid for all of them. Come, come, come boldly. Come, come to the throne of grace. And receive mercy. Receive my help to help you in this time of need. Now, his mercies are new every day. You ever needed help? You ever, you ever needed help with something that can nobody fix? Stuff that keeps you up at night? Occupies your mind? Torments you? Thank God we got help. <laughs> I said we got help. I got a helper. The Holy Ghost is a helper. Jesus said, when I leave, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send one just like me. He didn't say my first cousin. He didn't say he's going to be a little help. He said he's going to help you just like I helped you when I was here. He's going to be just like me. In other words, if you was to give me a hundred and I gave you one back, you're still in business, dude. It'll do the same thing. 
He's going to help you in your time of need. Do you have a need this morning? The helper's here. And Satan's time is up. This is your time. So we need to refocus our attention. We need to be looking at what the Word says. See, now, now I, I don't want you to leave here because this sounds so close and thinking, well, yeah, I, I'm going to believe this. I, I, I need you to go back. I need you to take some time today. I need you to take some time every day and look up some Word. Get this thing serious. I, I don't care if you can quote it. You, you, you need to see it. Most men would be embarrassed to, to say what I do sometimes, but sometimes this Word is so precious to me, sometimes I just hold it like this. And there's times that I've just had to kiss Because it's God to me. It is God. You could take everything I have away from me, but you ain't taking my word. And if you take this, you still ain't taking my word because I've hid it in my heart. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Man may forsake you. The world may fall. The business may fall. But God and His Word is one and the same, and they're true. The Word of God settled it. I settled it within me. So Jonah's in the water. And Jonah said this. He said, I don't believe. He's in the whale. He's in the whale. And he says, I choose not to believe these lying vanities. I put it in your life. I'm in the situation, but I choose not to believe these lying symptoms. I choose not to believe this x-ray. Abraham, he, he's 100, and his wife's barren. She's 90. He says, I ain't, I ain't get, that don't mean nothing to me. That's a lying vanity. What you feel in your body right now. It's a lying symptom. It's a lying vanity straight from hell. But I got some promises. Over 3,000 of them right there that God said, 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 and God said. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he come to destroy the works of the devil. You've got some situations in your home, and I'm telling you, it's not your destiny. It's not their destiny. It's not their plan. And I'm telling you, if you believe God, you'll be in a big place. And those things are lying vanities. Those circumstances are lying, lying, lying. Jesus said Satan is the father of these vanities. Then he said this, all who forsake these things, forsake the word, he said, Jonah said, they're going to forsake their own mercy. He said, would you choose to believe the symptoms and the circumstances over the promise? He said, you are about to forsake your own mercy. Shout, I'm a believer. I'm, a believer. I'm not a doubter. I'm, not a, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to God. Yeah, but you don't know what all they've done. I, 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 I don't need to know what they've done. I know what the people have done who wrote these books. 
the things that stirs me so much in the Word is mostly written by all a bunch of ex-murderers. Chief, the chief of all sinners was Saul of Tarsus, which became Paul. He said, of all the sinners, I am chief. And it's his words by the Holy Ghost that stirs me the most. Amen. Man, I get over to the book of Psalms and other parts of the Scripture, and I read those Psalms of David. Man, they just stir my heart. An ex-murderer. The things that Moses imparted to us that we receive strength from and see with God working the miraculous through him. An ex-murderer. All right, so you kids smoking cigars. God's bigger. <laughs> yes, but she's a girl and it just don't look good on her. It's okay, she'll be delivered. I don't believe the lying vanities. I believe the word of God's true. First, God makes the promise. Then he looks for someone who hears it. Then he looks for someone who believes it. And when you believe it, you receive the fulfillment of the promise. How did God work miracles? Was it by your doing and your doing, your doing, your doing, your doing, your doing, your doing, your doing? Did you keep all the law? Or did you believe what you heard and put faith in the one you heard it from? God says, when they believe that, mark them down as righteous. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Some of y'all... Just need to laugh at the devil just a moment. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Lying vanities. Lying symptoms. Ha, ha, ha. Ah, don't let this in your, don't, 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 don't make it your head. This is the heart. Abraham was strong in faith as he was doing what? Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. The Bible says he was fully persuaded that what God said, God was able to perform it. Hallelujah. 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 You can't go by always what a preacher says anyway. You got to go by the word. I guess they say it's a true story. That little boy that years and years and years ago that Billy Graham was going to preach some crusade somewhere, went to a town he'd never been to. He was going to be at the stadium. And he, was, and he was asking a little boy, he said, where's, the, where's your post office? He said, well, sir, it's over there, a little boy, six, seven years old. And uh, he says, well, do you know who I am? He says, no. He said, I'm Billy Graham, the evangelist. He says, oh, I've heard of you. He said, are you going to come hear me preach tonight about how to get to heaven? He says, no, sir. He said, you don't want to preach, you don't want to hear me preach about how to get to heaven? He says, no, sir. He said, why not? He said, well, man, if you don't know how to get to the post office, how do you know how to get to heaven? <laughs> <laughs> I, I watch Gunsmoke. <laughs> right? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't find your way to the post office. You're going to tell me how to get to heaven? <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know what? We can believe God. He saw this day before you saw it. He knew this day was coming before you knew it. He knew the way in it, and He knows the way out of it. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. You can follow him because he's not a way. He is the way. Yes. He doesn't have a little life. He is the life. Yes. Hallelujah. I can follow him. I can follow his faith. He's the author and finisher of my faith. Who the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And he went forward with the plan of God. Yes. And you ought to put some joy in there. Yes. Huh? You ought to... 
It's not faith if you don't have some joy. You ought to have a little joy in there. You ought to let that joy come out of you. You ought to let it spring up out of your well. The well of salvation, there's a bubble of joy that needs to get out. It's like drinking a carbonated drink. You ever done that? Can we just talk about something natural? You ever drink a little carbonated drink before you do out your nose and like, woo, that burn. You ought to let that joy that's just burning and turning and stirring down on the inside. You ought to let it up with a little bit. Ha ha, I believe God. I don't believe these lying vanities. I don't believe these circumstances. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if medical science ain't got no answer. I choose to believe God. And God said it. I believe it. That settles it. So if you believe it and it's settled, then it would be the sacrifice of thanksgiving unto God. It would be thanksgiving because believers are thankful people. Believers are joyous people. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, I got it. 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 Somebody said, well, you got it. I got it on the inside. But look here, before you get up on the outside, you got to get up on the inside. You got to stir and stir and stir. Stoke the flames. Stoke the flames. Don't let the enemy silence you. Don't let him quiet you. Begin to declare the word of the living God. The word is alive. It's quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. Hallelujah. Your future's bright. Your future's bright. You're coming out. I declare in the name of Jesus, you're coming out. I declare, Satan, your time is up. It's over. I declare restoration upon you, your life, your family, your children, your finances. You're getting it all back. We're taking it back. We're taking it back. We're receiving what belongs to us. It's ours. It's ours. It's being restored. It's being restored. It's being restored. It's being restored. Say it's mine. I take it back. David had to encourage himself in the Lord. He didn't have as many people as we have. Everybody wanted to stone him, and he got this happy all by himself. Man, I got you to help me get happy right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, say, I'm happy. I'm happy. Come on, you can dance yourself a little jig. Hey, hey, hey. Glory to God. Glory to God. Sometimes, I, I used to do this years ago when I was broke. And Brother Matt says, all I had was lint, and lint can't be spent. I used to dance around my wallet and my checkbook say, you are full. You are full. You are full. You are full. You are full and running over. You are full and running over. Goodness and mercy is following me all the days of my life. There's an avalanche of the blessings of God coming into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. It's coming upon us. It's ours. It's our time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed. 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 Glory. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. <laughs> miracles. Creative miracles. Released into the atmosphere. Jesus' name.